asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing why it's not just inflation and how to defy higher prices in your life. Yes, inflation is definitely one of the reasons why it feels like our dollars are getting stretched thin. But turns out there are a bunch of different reasons why it seems like everything is costing more money. While why it feels like there is more month than there is money. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about all of that. Plus, we're going to discuss some of our favorite ways to combat, to fight against, to defy these higher prices. That's looking, right. looking forward to that today, Joel. But real quick, we've got a listener win that we wanted to share. Uh, Mike, he emailed us and he was able to save over $1,000 by just spending about 10 minutes reshopping his insurance. Yeah, that's one of those things that you and I say from time to time and people uh, maybe gloss over it because they're like, okay, cool, not a big deal. Sounds like an ad, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like something maybe that's boring and there are cooler ways to save money, but it really is one of the those low-hanging fruits that could save you just a ridiculous amount of money and Mike experienced that. 1300 bucks in just a year. I mean, imagine uh, for, for the average person, that's real money. That's a significant amount of money yep. back in their lives. And the great thing is, it's not like you had to 
do a big trade-off. <laughs> it's not like you had to sell something major that you actually loved or that you had to uh, you know, get rid of some streaming service and you're like, well, I'm actually going to miss it. You, right. You're not. You don't miss a thing. Yeah, keep all of those things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also hang on hang on to your money. It's not, yeah, it's not like all of a sudden you're used to shopping at Whole Foods and, and now yeah. you've joined us at shopping at Aldi or at Costco. Although that being said, in my mind, that's a step up because, <laughs> because there's awesome stuff to buy at Costco. We like the all of the all the above approach. Let's, let's just do it all. But for yeah. sure. But for the easy stuff that can save you big bucks, shopping insurance is is a huge one. Absolutely. And one of the things uh, Mike said he did as well, he was able to drop collision. Uh, and if you have a fully stocked emergency fund, I think that is a fantastic way to slim down the amount of coverage that, you, that you've got. It's not necessary if you're able to self-insure the cost of your own vehicle right. were you to cause the, especially, the accident. Especially if your car is older, it's not worth much, right? Yeah, Let's say your yeah. car is worth in that four to six to $7,000 range and you have the money on hand to replace it if you get an accident, yeah, totally self-insure. If you've got a $30,000 car and you, even if even if you have $30,000 in the bank, it's a little bit of a different equation, but still, uh, it's something that more people should consider. Yeah. And I think Mike said uh, part of his savings, $300 of his savings was getting rid of full coverage. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Yeah, it's important to keep in mind too, just what it would cost to replace that car, because in your mind, right. you might be saying it's $30,000. But in today's dollars, I don't know, maybe it's $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for you to actually get an equivalent vehicle like that, it might cost a little bit more. So before you drop that collision coverage, definitely shop around and see how much it would actually cost you to replace it. But uh, Mike, thank you for sending that listener win our way. And if you have a listener win, shoot us an email. Let us know how it is that you are saving big in your life. Yes, for sure. Always love to hear it. Always love to hear the the intelligent moves, the ways you're saving money, the ways you are building wealth more quickly. It's it's fun. <laughs> we, we like to vicariously live through you. This is uh, something that Mike could have done by shopping his coverage around with many different providers. He could have spent a lot of time on the phone. But fact is, he called up Policy Genius. He hit them up and they were able to save him that much money. Full disclosure, they are an advertiser on the show. You've heard us do reads for them, but we are such big fans of what it is that Policy Genius does that we're also totally down talking about them here within the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're like, oh, I'm just too busy to, to make those phone calls to save $1,300 a year. Well, one, how busy are you, right? I mean, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too busy to save $1,300. And then, and then two, know that you don't necessarily have to call all like 10 different insurance companies individually right. to try to get quotes. That can be a hassle. And, and yeah, Policy Genius can do it on your behalf for free, which is cool. But Matt, let's move on. Let's uh, mention the beer that we're having on this episode. This is Breakfast Stout by Founders Brewing Company. It's a classic. Uh, a true classic. One of the OG fantastic stouts out there. So looking forward to having this one and reminiscing and talking about it at the end of the episode. All right. All right. Let's uh, get on to it though, Matt. I think right now, a lot of people, they're blaming inflation for everything. And inflation certainly is a big problem right now. Uh, But there are other things that work here too. And it reminds me of the fact uh, like political discourse is is kind of a mess in our country right now. Is that an understatement? You going political with it? Uh, Um, Well, we're not going to get political. I just, (laughs) during this episode, I'm using this as an example because everyone knows anybody who has two eyes and a brain can see that the way we talk about political things in this country is broken. Um, and the, the thing is, the major issues of the day that we're rightly discussing, they're almost never as black and white as they might seem at first glance. And there's there's never a silver bullet answer to some of the most it's true 
pressing problems that we face. But quick sound bites often make us think that uh, they are. And then what feels best is to castigate the other side. It feels cathartic. And even if at the same time it's causing deeper division, more uh, distrust, and even if it's stalling progress on the issues that matter. And the same, I think, is true of why our money is being stretched further right now. You know, we've talked about inflation a lot on the show, and rightfully so. It is a major culprit right now of why everything costs more money. But there are lots of other reasons uh, that, that are having an impact on why our dollars aren't doing as much as they used to. They're not going as far as they did just a few years back. And so we're going to talk about that, all these other reasons, and how you can combat that tendency of your money, your wealth, being eroded alongside what's happening. That's right. Yeah. It's not only the fact that you might think that someone on the other side of the political aisle has the wrong opinion. That's certainly a part of it. Uh, but the the political polarization you know, that we've experienced over the past decade has gotten even more extreme. It's been amplified by things like the anonymous nature of platforms like Twitter. I love engaging with just the egg icon on Twitter, Matt. I love having political arguments for hours on end with those people. I mean, just just the general dehumanizing, you know, that takes place on social media uh, in the comment section. But, like, it's also because of partisan media. You know, the the pandemic, it's exacerbated things as well. Uh, And so it's not just because the other side is quote-unquote wrong. And so, similarly, it's not just inflation that's causing everything to feel like it's costing us more money and that our dollars aren't getting us through to the end of the month. There are some other factors as well. And, you know, I I think by zooming out and looking at the entire picture that we'll be able to better understand what steps that we can begin to immediately implement in our lives to make sure that our dollars are going further like they used to. Yeah. And so you and I, we're not going to be able to fix or even really offer many solutions for what's happening in the political sphere in the show. We're just going to leave that behind. (laughs) We're going to leave that behind. (laughs) It was just the example to point out the fact uh, that it's, you know, similarly, uh, inflation is not the only culprit. There are lots of culprits behind why political discourse is out of control. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about Judaism and Christianity. (laughs) Yes. Let's (laughs) let's hit all of the (laughs) most important topics, the most inflammatory topics today on the show. Um, But when it comes to inflation, let's talk about that for a second, because it is, of course, part of uh, the the reason prices are going up. It's a big culprit in why things cost significantly more than they did just a couple of years ago. In inflation, we've said this before, it's always at work. It's just that we most most of the time we barely notice it. Right. Uh, yeah. When we're talking about an inflation annual inflation bump in the two percent range, it's kind of humming along in the background. Most of us barely sense it's like upward price shifts. It's like the just the water that we're swimming in. That's right. Right. Yep. And so it's kind of like uh, if there was just a, a small leak in your toilet, and you know, everyone every, you're like every couple of days you might hear it, and you're running, and you're like, wait, did I just flush? Is it running? But if it's a massive leak, you're going to see it immediately and call the plumber uh, emergency hotline. But oh, I just say it's, it's the toilet ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to say it. Uh, but when the consumer so I tell the kids <laughs> <laughs> when the consumer price index throttles up close to a double digit increase right over yes, the past year yeah. we are bound to notice it and, and feel the impact in our budgets you know, it's inflation is certainly one reason we're feeling pinched prices at the grocery store prices on used cars gasoline we're, we're feeling it basically everywhere we turn in a meaningful way and inflation is certainly a huge reason why that is right and inflation it has also impacted what is known as just our real wages in a major way over the past 18 months as well you know we've talked a lot about the hot job market We've talked about the fact that employers are desperate for qualified candidates to fill the different job roles that they have. Uh, And that has led to some nice wage increases, um, at least on paper. 
And we've seen this in the often lower wage hospitality jobs as well. But the truth is that in order to grow your wages to outperform inflation right now, you almost inevitably have to find a new job. Mm -hmm. uh, as it turns out, inflation has eroded overall pay by 1.7% last year. So no, you didn't receive a pay increase. Yeah, you, you, you are making less than you used to make. Even though you thought your, your employer was being generous with the 5% pay bump, ultimately you're still coming out three points behind based on what's exactly. happening with inflation. Yeah, and so most employers, they're not offering these wage increases that are tied to the actual rate of, of inflation. It's sort of like, imagine if there was like I-bonds, but with your but but for your salary that would be amazing i salary i wages <laughs> uh, but even though like i mean companies they are desperate for labor and because of that they're raising wages at the fastest pace in 15 years you probably will need to jump ship in order to get more than just a, a just a cost of living inflation ad adjusted bump to yeah. your income or lower than inflation adjusted <laughs> right no, no almost no employers are actually bumping it up at the rate of inflation so you do have to jump ship in order to make enough money to combat the the rising costs that you're feeling and, and uh, but here's the thing inflation is part of it and how inflation has impacted wages is part of the story it's a big part of the story but there are other reasons that we have to talk about too that's the main uh, thrust of this episode and so another reason it seems like everything is costing us more has less to do with hard numbers of wages and inflation and has more to do with our propensity to inflate our own lifestyle yeah we're not talking about economic inflation we're talking about talking about lifestyle yeah, inflation on the incredibly personal level and so <laughs> on monday you know I, I think i was talking about how fancy refrigerators had gotten and That's i was just right. somewhat shocked and surprised as i was looking to see the prices and just kind of maybe the unnecessary features that some of those refrigerators possess like and, and just wi-fi capabilities and yes. yeah 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 fridges that let you know when things are about to go bad uh and they also cost as much as a used car yeah for the low low price of forty five hundred dollars <laughs> you know we talk about it's so uh, much money that's how much listener Mike, his his car was worth in that range. And imagine having a, a fridge <laughs> that rivals the cost of your car. That seems that seems nuts, right? Uh, but it seems like we have this expectation of technology and goods and services in our lives like, that they're going to make everything easier. And so we continue this upgrade cycle, even with incremental changes that happen. We, we do it in the cell phone space all the time, Matt. I think people are keeping their cell phones longer, but it's one of those things where people just assume that they need to upgrade every year or every two years mm -hmm. without really thinking about the improvements that have actually been made. Yeah, there's a, there's a cycle, there's a habit that is difficult to break once you kind of go down that path. That's right. And it's important to note that it's going to cost a lot more money if we are opting to pursue that sort of upgrade cycle mm -hmm. or if we're looking to bring fancier everything into our lives. And so, yeah, we have to take an active role to prevent us from inflating our own lifestyles if we want to keep our spending in check. It is easy for our eyes to be drawn to those things, but we have to find a way to like shut that down because that is certainly one of the things that leads to higher prices for all of us is just the, the amount of spending that we do as individuals. That's right. Yeah, it takes a lot of work to make sure that we're not moving the goalposts like Morgan Housel often says uh, when it comes to the lifestyle and what we expect out of our lives. One other thing too, like we also happen to be in a stage of our life where it seems like the expenses continue just to get heaped onto our plates with no end in sight. And I don't think we're alone. I think there are a good number of our, our listeners out there who may have gotten married over the past several years, or maybe you've recently had a baby as well, right? And so it used to be just you. Now there are three mouths to feed. Uh, in, in our case, like 10 years ago, it was just me and Kate. Now we're a family of six. That's a lot more mouths to feed. That's a lot more clothes. That's a lot That's more right. stuff in our lives. And so it's worth recognizing that everything is costing you more because literally you're having to spend more 
every month <laughs> to accommodate a growing family. It's more beds, more mattresses. Yes, it's everything. Disney Plus streaming uh, service, you know? And it's not just your imagination, you know? Like, there are literally more of you than there used to be. And, like, we're just talking about food and clothing, but, like, even just housing, you could get by with you by yourself or you and your partner living in that cute little 2-1. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a bunch of kids in tow, it's a lot more difficult to stay in that little cottage. Uh, and so then you find yourself upgrading homes to something that's a little bit more spacious and with more square footage. You're also going to see a higher price tag. And I wanted to mention that because I'm not complaining here. You know, family is such an amazing blessing. I love our all four of my kids. But that being said, it's important. You wouldn't to give ins- any of them up to save a little more money. <laughs> no, okay. of course not. That's good enough. But I mention this because I want to point out that it's important to enter into you know the decision of growing your family with your eyes wide open. You, we need to make sure that it's not just something that, in the same way, I think that we're often drawn to consume. It can almost become a habit, something we do without thinking. It's like a knee-jerk reaction, just because something is presented to us, we think, oh, it's time to upgrade. Oh, it's time to do that. And so I'm going to present this maybe challenging idea that I think some people might even enter that sort of frame of mind when they're thinking about starting a family. They think, oh, well, we've got to at least have one kid. But I think there are some folks out there maybe who, where if they actually thought about it for a second, like maybe being parents isn't necessarily for them. I think that's totally fine. Again, I love kids and... Uh, I don't think we're going to have a fifth kid. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to rule it out yet at this point in time. But what I'm saying here is that with all major decisions in life, we want to make sure that you are entering into those life decisions uh, with a level of intentionality that is appropriate for that decision. Yeah. And well, when it comes to specifically expanding your family, Matt, that's something you you and I have talked about how kids, they certainly do cost more money, but they don't cost as much maybe as some of the statistics will make you think. The The annual number comes out every year. It's something like... $240,000 $240,000 is what one kid is going to cost you. Yeah. And so the fact that you have four kids, it's basically, it's going to cost you a million dollars of your lifetime to have those kids, to raise them, to send them to college, to and, feed them, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But And while I will push back on certain things, especially college and some of the other things that you just assume, I feel that I am starting to feel it a little bit yeah. more. Like as the kids get older and we you start to realize some of those expenses, you know, when they're babies, it's like, oh yeah, they actually don't eat all that much. <laughs> oh yeah, like like they don't, they just, they can wear the same five onesies, no big deal. <laughs> but as they get older, as they have their own personalities, I'm starting to come around a little bit that it does cost maybe a little bit more than, than folks think. Yeah, even though there are still ways that you don't have to meet that headline number, you can Absolutely. reduce the cost of, yep. of having a child. It's still one of those things you want to go into with your eyes open, knowing that it is going to cost a significant amount of money, it's going to create changes in your life on a lot of levels. And so, yeah, so it's not just these economic things, the cycle of inflation or the reduction in real wages. Those are factors. Those are big factors to what's happening right now. It's not all, it's not only just these Jerome Powell reasons. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's, and so, yeah, we've got to talk about maybe a few other reasons. And these are things that we need to consider before we make any purchase, basically. We'll, We'll talk about those reasons your dollar isn't going as far and then how to combine them? We'll get to that right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. 
That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it. Minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we are back from the break, and we're going to discuss here pretty soon how to defy some of those higher prices in your life. But Joel, we've got a, a lot more to say as to why it is that things cost more than than we realize. And you know, like we just discussed before the break, there are many reasons our dollars aren't going as far. Um, another one of those is the fact that the cost of borrowing has shot up in a society and in, in a culture that loves to borrow. That is going to have a major impact on our ability to buy stuff. Uh, so, for instance. Interest rates on housing, they are still historically low, but the massive uptick in rates that we've experienced uh, over the past four to five months is causing a pretty serious slowdown in the housing market. There's a massive difference in the payment on your biggest monthly expense 
when the interest rate was 2.75%, and now it's 5.75%. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. that 3% difference has a big impact. And so realize, especially if you're somebody who is recently uh, in the process of purchasing, purchasing a home, that that is a reason why you're seeing less in your checking account at the end of every month. Yeah, when borrowing money is cheap, it leads to more <laughs> money borrowed. And so we saw people take advantage of some of those cheap rates for, for years. And now we're seeing rates tick back up and it's having the opposite impact. It's it's causing people to stop buying certain things, which is actually a good thing. It's going to bring down inflation in the long run, but it's more painful if you are the person who is still borrowing mm-hmm. at these now higher rates. And it's not just interest rates on homes that are going up, you know, borrowing costs for, for basically everything are going up right now. And that includes the interest rate on your credit card. I think they're up to something like 16.5% at this point on average, and they're likely to be at 19% at the end of the year. That remains to be seen. But that impacts a lot of folks, Matt. For for anybody out there who has thousands and thousands or or tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt, the even just the carrying costs on yeah. that debt have risen already. They'll continue to rise more. Now's the perfect time to start eliminating. Like if you weren't serious about eliminating that credit card debt from your life before, uh, now is kind of a, a nice wake up call. Now is the time. Exactly. Yeah, and it's important to realize that anything you're buying with debt right now is going to cost you even more than it did just months ago. And that is one of those things that doesn't get talked about enough. We're talking about inflation, inflation, inflation. And it's like, well, what about uh, borrowing rates? What about mm-hmm. the interest rate on basically everything that you're you're buying that you're not paying cash for? Well, it, you know, it, financing a car or not paying off your credit card every month, it's going to have a bigger impact than it did uh, even just 9, 12 months ago. And so it's important to note that rising interest rates are a big factor in why our dollars are being stretched more thin right now, why it feels like we're being pinched, even if it feels like we're not spending money like crazy people. Yeah. Even if your spending has stayed the same <laughs> and you're just, like you said, maintaining that balance, the, uh, those carrying costs have gone up. And okay. So most of us, we try not to think about this, but almost everything we buy comes with ongoing costs. It's so much easier to focus just on that initial price tag and assume that, that that's all we're going to spend on that item. We try not to even think about whether batteries are included uh, in those kids' toys or not even though that's probably the the least of our worries at the moment, (laughs) paying for batteries. Uh, But it's important to think about how each of these purchases will impact your budget, Uh, not just at the point of purchase, but thinking months and even years down the road. And I say this because I know it might sound weird, but doing some thinking about how much the item that you're buying right now is likely going to cost you in the future can shed some light on whether or not it makes sense for you to purchase it in the first place. It makes me think about like the yellow stickers on on a TV. Not only does it help you to compare uh, the electricity usage when you're comparing apples to apples when you're looking at different TVs, but it's just a nice reminder that, hey, this is going to cost you money. Uh, It's not just the price of this TV. And there are so many expenses like that, that we just assume that we're just going to absorb into our life. But what we're trying to do is to put a flashing arrow over an expense like that to highlight, uh, to call out the fact that it is not just that sticker price. It is the ongoing costs as well. Oh yeah. It's like this new TV is going to cost me $47 a year in higher electricity costs. And granted, you know, if you're replacing an old TV, in all likelihood, you're actually going to save money when it comes to uh, electricity usage. But if you're just adding another one into your life, it's not just the cost of the TV. It's the ongoing costs of feeding it and <laughs> turning it on with electricity. Sure. And it makes me think too, Matt, of let's say printers, right? Where people are have gotten used to buying printers that are like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. They're really cheap. But the problem is <laughs> the ink runs out in like 
a week and a half, and then you're forced to go buy <laughs> new ink cartridges, and the ink cartridges cost more than the printer did uh, originally. You're like, man, I just printed four and a half sheets of paper, <laughs> and now I got to get a new ink cartridge. That's what it feels like. Exactly. But. Those those are the kind of ongoing costs we're talking about that need to be factored in on the front end, because if you're like, oh, sweet, a $30 printer, look how smart I am. Well, ultimately, it's going to end up costing you quite a bit of money every single time you replace the cartridges. Yep. It's going to be a big pain. And that makes me think, Matt, of just maintenance, how the costs yeah. of maintaining things build up over time and they become a serious uh, source of, of cost mm-hmm. for us over the months. And so uh, the, the main culprit of why an item might cost you more at some point in the future is ongoing maintenance that you have to perform. You already talked about real estate. The cost of real estate is going up because borrowing costs are going up. That's and, right. and so even if you bought a $500,000 house today, it's costing you as much as, let's say, a $600,000 house <laughs> might have cost you mm-hmm. even just six months ago. But uh, it's not just the borrowing costs that have gone up. Like It's the maintenance costs on a home that you might buy. It's, it's one of those things that homeowners don't often factor in, but they should because labor material prices have risen. And we've always said to factor in at least 1% of the purchase price of the home every year in ongoing maintenance. It's a good rule of thumb to have. But everything you buy, the big to the small, no matter what it is, is going to have some sort of maintenance required, whether it's just replacing batteries, whether it's just the small amount of electricity your new television is going to is going to suck up every single year, or whether it's something as large as a half a million dollar home costing you $5,000 a year in upgrades and maintenance that you're going to have to perform. Yeah, I don't think there's any one word that kind of sums up what it's like to be an adult than maintenance. (laughs) Because like when you're a kid, you don't think about maintaining things. But as an adult, these are the things that we have to think about. These are the things uh, that we have to plan for from a financial standpoint. And and thinking about them, like that's another side effect. Maintain your teeth, maintain your body, maintain (laughs) your relationships. It's true. When you're a kid. It feels like it's everything. When when you're a kid, your teeth just fall out. So it's just like, like, these are going to just keep growing back. right. right, It doesn't matter if I get cavities. But no, what we're saying is that at a certain point, you mature. Her. And I think a lot of being an adult is is accepting the fact that there are things that we have to maintain. And it's not just like these big things, right? Like it's not just the maintenance on your house, but even small things. I'm just thinking about like the clothes that you wear, like they need to be washed, they need to be dried. But if you don't perform those tasks well, you're going to be, you're going to find yourself replacing your clothes sooner than you need to. And regardless of how well you maintain your clothes, they're going to wear out over time. They're going to need mending. Uh, well, I don't know. Do you darn your socks, Joel? <laughs> I, I have not darned my socks. It's like a Beatles song over here. Well, uh, but so there are a lot of things that we don't plan for. And so much of being prepared financially is just thinking ahead, looking off into the future and forecasting what things are going to cost. For some reason, you're making me think that people should maybe ditch the dryer. And I should probably do this because we use a dryer, but uh, it's it's a little more difficult to do when you have as, as many children as we do and as many clothes as we're washing and stuff like that. But let's say uh, some, we, we have before dried clothes outside Mm -hmm. on like uh, a clothes drying line. Take it back to the 60s and 70s, baby. That's going to mean less wear and tear (laughs) on your clothes and also less energy expended, less cost for you. So I don't know, just one little place for you to save money if you want to. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do is, especially in the winter, uh, I don't know, maybe this is like a frugal or cheap, but string, like running a line across the south facing windows in your house, especially in the winter, because the air is dry already in the winter, right? And so a lot of times folks, what do you do to combat dry air in your house? You buy humidifiers, which also run on, that's right, electricity, which costs you money, as opposed to a more passive way to add moisture to the air in your house, which is to actually hang those clothes up. And so I'm actually, I've already thought through this 
But I'm going to see if I can convince Kate <laughs> to be okay with us stringing a lineup inside this one room I've got in mind in particular that we're not totally sure what we're going to do with it. But I could see us using that room specifically to dry clothes as that southerly light is, is blasting through the windows. Or you could literally string something up. You have a, a really big deck on your back porch, <laughs> and you could really use some of that space to dry dry clothes, I think. But the, I, I like the idea of locking that moisture inside the okay. house. Okay, all right. Yeah. I get it. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. All right, well, let's, Rabbit trail, let's keep moving. Okay, let's talk about subscriptions for a second because that's another place where many of us are being duped into spending more money these days. You know, we're all about using automation to our own advantage, but subscriptions are kind of flipping things on their head and businesses are using automation to their advantage. The fact that we sign up once and we keep paying that bill <laughs> by rote every single every single month without even really thinking about it. And so uh, it's it's wise of us to take stock and think about the subscriptions that we're signed up for. We need to be even warier on the front end when we're being asked to sign up for a recurring expense. You know, th- they're easier to forget about. It's uh, it's one thing to whip out your credit card and pay for something online, but it's another thing to do it once and then to be charged in perpetuity. And so it's a good idea to take inventory of the subscriptions that you currently have and to consider whether you're getting enough value out of them or not. You know, it's worth asking whether you can pay a one-time fee if that's all you need instead of signing up for something that's going to last mm-hmm. for the rest of your life <laughs> until you die. And so if there's a lower a way to lower the cost, like getting the ad-supported streaming option, maybe that's another thing to consider. You know, keep a running list, we would say, of all your subscriptions in one place so you can check it out every quarter and you can eliminate the ones maybe that have fallen out with favor uh, with you, the ones that you aren't using very much. Matt, we, we talked about that with what your, uh, your uh, Microsoft subscription that you did back in the day. You used to pay a pretty penny for Microsoft Office for, for the, the suite, but then it would last for a long time. And now Microsoft wants in your pockets every single year for that. And sometimes it works out to your advantage, but lots of times it doesn't. And so people have to be particularly careful about subscriptions in this day and age where Everybody wants to charge you a subscription for something. Everybody wants that regular income That's right. <laughs> for their business. And the reason they want that is because it's predictable. But the fact is, we want to see predictable things in our favor. Like you said, like automation when it comes to how it is we invest is an awesome thing. Automatically seeing money taken out of your, your paycheck every two weeks or every month That's you know that allows you to dollar cost average. That is an amazing thing. That is something we can get behind. But the opposite of that, where these expenses are coming out of your account, that is something that we're trying to avoid. Uh, and so those are ongoing costs that we need to keep in mind. Secondary expenses. That's another big way that we end up parting with more of our money. It's not just the initial purchase we make, but then the additional purchases that occur that sort of feel like 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 dominoes just falling one after the other. We make that initial purchase. That is the first domino. And then after that, there are just you can't. It feels like you can't stop yeah. it. And most of us only think about the initial domino, yeah. and so then we're always shocked at every single successive like, oh my, domino. Look at all these other dominoes that, that have fallen. Look how at all that, these other expenses in, in our life. How did that even happen? Uh, I'm. I, I think most of us are are just shocked because we, mm-hmm. we didn't plan accordingly and we didn't think about it uh, before we made that initial purchase. Totally. Yeah. And so we'll divide it up into hard secondary expenses and then soft secondary expenses. Uh, I think an example of a hard secondary expense is like if you get a boat. Um, if you do that, if you're living that, that high life and you're out there on the lake, <laughs> you're also you're going to need a trailer to pull that boat. You're going to need fuel to power that boat, insurance to make sure that you're covered I don't know. I guess you need boat insurance to make sure in case you hit somebody or something yeah. like that. Um, and even at the time on the weekends to enjoy the boat, these are all going to cost you. Uh, it's going to be really difficult, if not impossible, I think, to even enjoy 
or utilize that primary purchase if you don't follow through with some of these hard secondaries. Uh, it's not just the price of the boat, it's everything else uh, that comes with it. Yeah, you might be like, oh, my neighbor's selling his old boat for $2,000. Funny $2, thing. $2,000, Dave, like, that's a deal. I got two grand in the bank account <laughs> right now. And then you, you haven't thought about the other ways in which that boat is going to cost you money. It's yeah. going to cost you a lot of money over the years. And what the the best day of your life uh, is buying a boat in the, <laughs> in the second, be- or the, the other best <laughs> day is getting selling it. That's so. why it's such an easy example, because yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that has so much so much baggage yes. atta- attached to it. Exactly. So hard secondary expenses are one part of the equation, and it's really important before you plop down that two Gs or however much it is to buy a specific item to think about, okay, how much is this going to cost me in, ongoing with some of these other expenses that, I'm, that are unavoidable? And it can be easy for us to feel powerless against hard secondary costs, but, but we have more control over our expenses than we think. The, the more subtle version, though, is 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 the soft secondary expenses. So, mm-hmm. going back to the boat example, Matt, like uh, you, you've covered all the basics, right, of of the hard secondaries, but now there's the temptation to maybe uh, get a new truck to pull that new boat. <laughs> <laughs> and the old truck was perfectly fine. It did the job. It's like, what, what happened to the old truck? <laughs> Could did, did it not have a trailer hitch? Right. Could you not have attached a trailer hitch to that? But now it just, <laughs> it doesn't look as good, you know, compared to the new boat that you got. And so, yeah, yeah. The, it doesn't have as much sparkle as that metallic fleck on the, uh, that new, new boat paint job. That's right. And, and we've, they're we've, always so sparkly, aren't they? We've made reference to the Diderot <laughs> effect before, the, which is what a French right. philosopher mm-hmm. who, who was notoriously frugal and, and yet at one point someone gifted him, I think, a new robe. A new row or waistcoat, whatever. Yeah, Something like a dre- that. dressing gown. Yeah, uh, and so... Uh, as you did back then. And he basically, what, like got consumed by the fact that he yeah, needed yeah. to upgrade everything else <laughs> around him in order to make this this coat now fit into his, his newfound lifestyle. And so, yeah, he, he was perfectly content for a, a time until he got a taste of the good life. <laughs> and then he was like, now I need it all. And I, I think it's just... It, it's a goofy example, but the the Diderot effect is real in most of our lives where, yeah, we get one new thing and we just feel the need. We feel this visceral urge to start upgrading other things in our yeah. lives. I think buying a new home and then getting new furniture yeah. is, is one of those things that, that go hand in hand for a lot of people. Or, or not even buying the home, but I mean, I think the Diderot effect is great because it's such a small thing, but then it, like the domino effects continue, yeah. right? And so in a similar way, like you don't even need to buy a new home. It can just be a new side table or, or like a new coffee table. And then all of a sudden you think, you know, the couch doesn't look as great as it used to next to that. Co- maybe, maybe we'll go ahead and take advantage. We'll probably need a new rug while we're at it. Yeah. Like, oh, should we start looking ahead, you know, towards like the Labor Day sales that are coming up? <laughs> like we just missed the Memorial Day sales, but it doesn't matter. We're going <laughs> to let's, let's splurge and make it happen. But it can be some of these smaller things as well. Agreed. All right. So so we've talked about a lot of the culprits that are trying to get us to spend more. Some of these are are these macroeconomic things that we have no control over. But there are a lot of things that are that are microeconomic, that are really based in our emotions and the way that we look at our possessions and the way that we think about our money. But what can we do about it, right? What can we do about the fact that all these things are conspiring against us to get us to spend more and to devalue our money, essentially, uh, instead of building wealth? Well, we'll talk about how to combat these higher prices in your life. We'll, We'll discuss that right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. 
They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're (laughs) You're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, the, the high prices, they abound for many different reasons, but now... We're going to talk about what it is that we can do to defy these high prices. We wouldn't leave you with a cliffhanger and just be like, there's good news. It's like, well, that's it, guys. Let's talk about the beer. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> no, now that we've exposed you to this new way of thinking, let's talk about all of the ways yeah, that you can combat the reality of inflation and the, the pesky maintenance and secondary costs that all of us experience. And one of the best things that you can do is to simply own less stuff. I think since... You know, everything in the world, it requires some type of maintenance. It's helpful for us to own fewer things overall. And while I say that, 
we're not necessarily minimalists here, you know, although we do appreciate a lot of what the minimalist movement has to offer. But just paring down your possessions can lead to uh, a happiness boost, I think, that because it means that there are going to be fewer items that you have to think about. Uh, there's going to be fewer items that you got to worry about fixing or repairing and just buying less. It's going to keep more money in your account. It's going to mean that that's more money that you can invest and it's going to ensure that you are able to keep maintenance to a minimum. Yeah. And it just makes me think of our sell your stuff challenge that we started at the beginning of this year. We've heard from other listeners who are doing it successfully. Matt, I have ramped up my efforts significantly and it feels well, so good on multiple <laughs> levels to get rid of stuff. Yes, it does. To make put more money in the account, but then also just have to less to you worry You don't have to worry about, about it anymore. Yeah. It's so good. That's how it feels as I'm giving it away or, or and accepting money in exchange. I'm like, oh, now I don't have to think about this thing ever again. And full transparency, now that we've shared that we are moving, now folks know that we have an added incentive to get That's rid right. of things that we don't have to pay for moving and then selling later. That's right. Exactly. So <laughs> go ahead and get rid of it now. Uh-huh. Uh, let's let's talk about other other things that we can do about other ways we can fight back against higher costs in our lives. And yeah, you're talking about owning less stuff. Well, it's important to, to run the math, right? To run the numbers as well, because yeah. this is going to sound like a big bummer, maybe. <laughs> but before you buy something, literally tally up the likely additional costs of that item so that you can see what kind of impact it's going to have on your monthly budget. This this sounds weird. Most people don't do this. And maybe you don't actually have to put pen to paper or, or whip out your smartphone calculator. But you know, it, it's a good idea to have a decent idea of what those secondary costs might be and how much they might cost you. Totally. Uh, you want to ask the question, is this a good move considering all of the additional costs I'm going to be incurring once I buy this thing? You know, don't, don't just plunge ahead if the total cost that you're going to incur on that item is more than you're comfortable with. The initial price tag, it might look reasonable, but the amount you'll have to spend in the coming months or years, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, go in a different direction. Just go back to the printer example, Matt, where it's like, yeah, 30 bucks, duh, no brainer. I, I need a printer. But when you think about how much it's going to cost you on an ongoing basis, it becomes unsustainable. At some point, you're going to toss that thing in the trash or give it away to goodwill yeah. because it's costing you so much money. Yeah, you know, you know what you can't toss in the trash is a pet. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something I thought yeah. of. Pets are so expensive. And you think, granted, I'm not going to say, like, for instance, you, you were able to get a BOGO, basically. You were, you know, you, well, our you, cats you cost adopted 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Yeah. From an adoption center, we got two. two. Of them. But, but you're that, right. I was that thinking, is the only cost that you're thinking of. Uh, your folks are going to be in for a rude awakening. It's going to sound cheap. Exactly. And there are a lot of costs associated with, I, with owning pets I and was, making sure that you're taking care of them the best you can. So, yes, yeah, so you're right. Some items cost far more <laughs> when it comes to the secondary costs. Those are, those are actually far more egregious than the initial cost, like the printer or like a pet. Because the pet uh, initially, that upfront price was near near nothing. Fifty bucks for two cats is like what a deal. But yeah, it's like food for a month, basically. right? <laughs> when you're talking about litter <laughs> for, for, and food and yeah, all the other stuff that goes along with it, it's like oh yeah, all right. That you need a scratching post and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it adds up for sure. Dang, pet adoption agencies, they're, they're like following the uh, Gillette Razor model. Right, they, exactly. They, they, they give you the, the handle for free, and then they got their hooks in you uh, <laughs> for, for the rest of your life. Something else I think that's important to keep in mind is perspective, because a good question you can ask yourself is, like, are, are you the kind of person who goes all in when you start a hobby? Because if so, then budget accordingly. If you're, if you're more likely to be a little bit more measured in your approach, also budget accordingly. Some of us are content to just own a few items that allow us to pursue our hobbies. I'm thinking about how I own three discs, uh, discs when I go disc golfing. Some, Joel, I think you only have like five of them. Yep. But you know what? 
that's totally fine. We throw them in bags that aren't disc golf bags. We get to use them for all sorts of things. And fact is, I haven't mastered even two of my discs. <laughs> so I feel like I still have one more than I need. Uh, but it's good to keep that in mind. We need to be prepared as we are pursuing some different hobbies like this. For instance, like it makes me think of a buddy, uh, a neighbor of ours who he took up golfing. He's definitely the all-in type, which is great, but it comes with a cost that you've got to come to grips with on the front end. You got to be honest with yourself because uh, he just took a trip across the country to play golf with some friends for like like four days in a row or That's something. It's not cheap. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Yeah, but was it worth it? Absolutely. I'm sure he he had a blast. But knowing your own tendency to ramp up your spending is going to be helpful before you ramp up that new endeavor. Yeah, we want, we don't want to be a buzzkill. And if you're like, no, I'm actually getting into golf because I'm excited about yeah. going to play these courses across the country, that's, that's totally fine. Totally fine. As long as you go into it with your eyes open and you realize how much it's going to cost and you've budgeted accordingly, like you said, Matt, because if you haven't and it sneaks up on you, you're going to be, it's going to be tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to feel like a biting pain every time a new expense associated with that hobby arises. And so we want you to avoid that feeling of pain. We want you to, to know what you're getting into. And uh, another thing you can do about it is to wait. And it can be helpful, we would say, to decide on maybe uh, a specific period of chill time before you make purchases that are over a certain amount. You might say, and and this this is completely up to the individual, that maybe for any non-necessity item, over a hundred bucks that you got to wait 24 hours before you complete the purchase. Nice little rule of thumb. Yeah. Or maybe let's say it's even more expensive. It's over like $250 or it's over $500. Give You got to give it 48 hours nice. um, before you actually complete uh, the, that purchase and get it shipped to your house. And so those forced waiting periods can actually help you avoid impulse purchases that you're going to regret down the road, especially if it's a living creature like an animal. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you definitely need more time to think about something like or that. Or a child. even. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and even more important. Maybe give that creature. one uh, at least six months to think about. And, and really what this waiting period does is it allows you to actually take stock of how much this item is actually going to cost you, not just today, but also in the long run. And so having some time to consider whether you actually want the item, but also to think about you know how, how much those secondary costs are going to impact your budget moving forward. I think that's just a helpful thing to do. That's right. Yeah. It's also really smart to use cash because we don't want you to borrow and pay interest unless you are purchasing something that is hopefully going to be going up in value. For instance, borrowing to buy a home that makes a ton of sense borrowing money to buy clothes. That is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, so here's a stat. Nearly three in five folks surveyed by the National Retail Federation. They say that they are going into debt or they are borrowing money in order to afford just their regular expenses right now, which is a crazy stat. Uh, and so paying only with money that you actually have is going to help you to avoid what we mentioned earlier, right? Paying more for an item because you're paying interest on it as well. And, and the other thing, you don't have to actually use like cash, like dollar bills. With Ben Franklin's face <laughs> on it. <laughs> if you're buying stuff with, yeah, with Benjamins, then you're, you're a high roller. Uh, but like you can still pay for whatever you're buying on your credit card in order to get the rewards. We are 100% all about that, but only if you're committed to paying that balance off on time and in full every single month. That's right. Okay. So we have a, a lot of recommendations here in, in what to do about higher prices and how they're impacting you. And so we, uh, we've talked about owning less, doing the math, getting some perspective, waiting, using cash. But then something else you're, you're going to want to consider is increasing your income. And you know, so, so far, Matt, we've talked about ways to minimize what you're spending. But right. yep. maybe that's not the problem, right? It might be less about what's flowing out of your accounts. And instead, you should actually focus a little more on what's flowing 
into your accounts. I like it. Yeah, that might mean uh, <laughs> focusing a little more on collecting a bigger paycheck, making making more money. It's not necessarily the right prescription for everyone. You might love your job. You might be making enough money to meet your financial needs. And in fact, in some instances, Matt, we're totally fine. And we encourage people to take a job that pays them less if they can still make ends meet and reach their financial goals. And it's just a better situation for them and for their family. That's totally fine. But if you find that it's harder to keep up with rising prices, uh, increasing your income is something massively important to consider. And it's easier now than it normally is thanks to the killer job market that we're mm-hmm. in. You know, We've heard a ton of stories from How to Money listeners about growing their incomes in big ways in recent months. We're talking about, we're talking about 20, 30, 50, 100% pay raises yeah. in some instances. <laughs> and so those are, those are, that's a great way to be able to uh, adjust to the reality of things costing more is having a lot more money flowing in every single month. Increasing your income is a surefire way to feel the pinch a lot less. That's right. Yeah. So continuing this thread, how about one more tip, uh, which is to invest more of your money? Because I think the best way to combat your dollars being stretched thin is to find a way to grow those dollars uh, at a more rapid clip. And you do that by investing, investing in the market, right? Like that's one of the absolute best ways to ensure that inflation and all of the secondary expenses that we've talked about today, that they don't stymie your ability to build wealth. And so that means that you will need to be putting your dollars to work for you within the markets. Preferably that's in tax advantaged accounts through your workplace, like a 401k. And hopefully you also have a match to go along with that, but also individual retirement accounts as well, IRAs. And so it's not just about reducing the flow of money going out of your account, like you said, Joel, but there are ways that not only can you increase the money flowing into your accounts, but then once it's sitting there sort of in the uh, the no man's land, right? Between you earning it and before you, you, before you spend it, you want to grow that money as much as possible. Uh, and one of the best ways to beat the biggest culprit here, which is inflation, is to make sure that you are investing those dollars. Yeah. And even with short-term bumps in the stock market, it doesn't mean that you aren't ultimately combating inflation because you are. So it might feel at times when the market is choppy that you're like, well, that's not working out. Like Matt and Joel said, it's not helping me combat inflation. My retirement account is actually down right now. Those guys are dumb. Well, here's the thing. We always talk about perspective and taking the long-term approach and investing is a brilliant move over the long-term. It might look bad in the short run though. Mm-hmm. And, and so Matt, inflation, obviously it's attracting all the eyeballs right now. Everyone's so focused on what's happening with rising prices at the grocery store or really on lots of goods and services that we we use on a regular basis. That's understandable. We are noticing higher prices all around us, but it's important, I think, for us as individuals to pay attention to the other factors that impact what we pay for goods and services on a hyper individual level because there's more in our control than we realize, I think. And and there are legitimate changes that all of us can make in our own lives in order to fight back. Um, we, we just suggest we want you to be careful uh, with what you bring into your life. You know, some of those things are going to cost you money and others are just going to cost you more brain space, more headaches. The more things you add into your life, the more you're going to need to maintain. So think twice before consuming. It's easy to point the finger at inflation as being the, the main reason why our budget is busted. But I think uh, what what, 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 what do our parents say, Matt? When you point a finger, how many fingers get pointed back at you? Four or something like that? Two. So, two. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but fingers get pointed back at you is what I'm saying. This is true. And so we can point the finger at inflation, and it is a legitimate finger that's <laughs> deservedly pointed. But then there are other things that we have a lot of control over. Exactly. We need to remember that, and we need to uh, actually combat them with, with real effort. 
Exactly. It's about concentrating our efforts within our locus of control. And all of the things we talked about today are things that don't involve Jerome Powell, (laughs) 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 that that, that don't involve the interest rates. There are things that we can change today. Yeah. And you might disagree maybe with the Fed's approach to certain different things. And you can tweet at Jerome Powell for hours on end, all that you want, and nothing will change in that regard. It's not going to change it. So maybe just focus on the things that you have some sort of say on. Exactly. All right, man, let's get to our beer. You and I enjoyed, we both enjoyed a Founders Breakfast Stout. This is a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Like I said at the beginning, this is a classic. I think you and I both have a, a pretty long history with this beer, but what were your thoughts on this one? I've been drinking it since I was about the age of the young lad on the label, Matt. <laughs> so it's, it's like a Norman Rockwell-style painting <laughs> of, a, of like a little three-year-old at sitting one there point, eating his oatmeal. A few years ago, I forget what state it was, somewhere in the Northeast, I want to say. They tried to ban that. They banned didn't, the label. Like, they? Yeah, yeah, they had to change the label in that one state. That's so stupid. Which made me sad because it's such a cool label. It's a classic. But uh, granted... Baby should not drink beer. I think that goes without saying. But um, I enjoyed this one. It's, uh, yeah, coffee, chocolate, oatmeal. Three of the best things to put in a stout in this one great stout. It's it's roasty. It's slightly bitter. Mm-hmm. But it's got, like, all of those flavors working together. There's, there's and coffee notes as well. Yeah, it's mm, like they're, they're so good. pulsating in my mouth in a beautiful way. <laughs> so it's a, it's good to revisit this one because it's probably been years since I've had it, honestly. Really? Yeah. Nice. I mean, there, there are so many fantastic new craft beers out there it's difficult to go to one that we see on the shelves uh-huh. all the time but that's what's great about this one is i think wherever it is that you live there's a good chance that founders distributes to your state so there's a very good chance that you can get your hands they might on even some founders breakfast out be in all 50 states there's, at this point I think i'm not sure a good chance. or at least they're in like the 40s so so if you're a fan of coffee if you're a fan of roasted dark flavors even though it's the middle of summer i don't know sometimes you're sitting there in the in the ac Maybe you feel a little chilly and what you're looking for isn't a beer to cool you down, but something that maybe kind of warms you up a little bit in this beer is definitely up to the task. We highly recommend it. And if you don't like it, just don't add us. Yeah. Don't let us know. Leave us uh, alone. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We, we drink a lot of beers. We, not everyone is, not all of them are winners. But this is a total winner. Like, Every, like, everyone agrees this is a winner at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay. And honestly, it's it's your taste buds are the fault <laughs> at fault here if you don't like it. Exactly. All right. So that's going to be it for this episode. Listeners can find our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. So that's going to be it for today, Joel. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 